we're going to begin with women's golf. Well done, Bulls. The squad of Erica Brennan and Dalton Stevens, runner-up at the Palmetto Intercollegiate in Kiowa Island, South Carolina. And the team that was in first place, we told you, was probably going to be too hard to catch. North Florida ended up winning by 11 shots in the end. And if you look at the final scores and you see how the Bulls went from a 285 round to a 287 to a 295, and you go, well, they struck... Everybody struggled. In fact, on the final round yesterday, the Bulls shot a 7-over. No one shot better than 4-over par. And the winners of this event, North Florida, shot 9-over par. In fact, they went from a 10-under in their first round to a 9-over in their last round. But their first round basically catapulted them to the victory. The Ospreys, the only team that finished under par at 8-under par. They actually set a school record with that first round as far as relation to par. The Bulls finished three over, three shots ahead of the third-place squad and the only top 50 squad in the field, Sam Houston, which was six above. College of Charleston moved into the top five, finished fourth at eight over par. Then there was a seven-shot drop-off to fifth. So basically, the Bulls elevated themselves from the rest of the field. USS Melanie Green was in contention for the overall medalist honors, but those ended up going to Zulikai Nasser of Sam Houston, who went 10 under for the three rounds. Kristen Eisenbeis, who shot a four under on Tuesday, finished in second place, seven under. Then Melanie Green of the Bulls was third place at five under par. And here's the neat thing. No other Bulls were in the top 15, so it shows you that they truly were a balanced team. You can't finish second place usually with only one golfer in the top 15, but the Bulls did. Again, depth. You look at a team like Kennesaw State. They had three golfers inside the top 15, and yet, as a squad, finished in sixth place because, well, four scores count. Green was headed for a better round. She started on the fourth hole, bogey dip, but then birdied 10, 13, and 14 before coming back down to even par with bogeys on the 17th and 18th hole. So she was even for the day. Best score turned in by the Bulls. About the freshman from Portugal, Leonor Moderos, who had four birdies on the front nine of the golf course. She started on the fifth hole, so really the second and the third hole were her closing holes, and she birdied them, and that was what helped her get under par and really helped the Bulls secure second place. In other words, clutch by the freshman. Three over for Ashley Zagers. Overcame a double bogey on her first hole, which was the sixth on the course, and was steady the rest of the way. And then Morgan Baxendale actually kind of struggled. She had a five over par 77, but again, on a day where the golf course was difficult for everybody, five over actually was not that bad of a score. In fact, you look at the North Florida Ospreys, we mentioned Eisenbeis, who was the individual runner-up. Their other scores were three, four, seven, and actually nine over, and that was the winning team. For the three rounds, and again, they played most of the first two rounds on Monday. Melanie Green went even par, then the big five under second round, and again, even in the finals. Zager was the second best scoring bull. She ended up tied for 19th with 70, 74, and 75. Madero, 75, 75, and then the big 71. And then the fourth best score for the Bulls, actually Ana Maria Bariga, just ahead of Morgan Baxendale. So that's the encouraging sign. They've got players that can perform even better, and here they are, finishing in second place. So a lot of encouragement going into the offseason, the winter, and then in the spring, they'll be back at it with a handful of events leading up to the conference tournament. And the next event will be in February in Boca Raton. We'll get a chance, I'm sure, to talk to Erica Brennan here. One of these days soon, if not today, on my way to Orlando for the War on I-4 in men's soccer. We'll go there now. 
the men's team is hanging on to hope that they can make it into the conference tournament, and that's just where you need to get. It's kind of been that way now for the Bulls after they dropped their first four games in conference play. And just to catch you up, there are three teams that have, well, out of the six, clearly stood out above the other three, and that is SMU, which started off the season in the top ten but fell off with a couple of losses. Tulsa, which wasn't ranked and then kept on winning against very good teams and has only lost once all season, so they're in the top ten nationally. And then the team that's actually in first place but unranked, UCF and the Knights are there, thanks to recent wins over both Tulsa, the only loss for the Golden Hurricane, which is 11-1, and and SMU. So basically you're looking at three NCAA tournament teams that are all solidly in line to make the conference tournament, and now the Bulls are fighting for the fourth and final spot alongside of Memphis, which is the team that actually has knocked off SMU and UCF. That's why the Tigers have earned themselves a spot in fourth place, but remember the Bulls beat Memphis at home a couple of Fridays back. That's why they're still in it. So what's the importance of tonight's game? Well, there's the obvious. You can take back over the Warren I-4 standings lead. We are all even at six apiece. This match is worth three. In fact, I wonder what happens if there's a tie. I guess you get one and a half points each, but either way, that's the obvious part. You know, if the Bulls can't pull it off tonight, I don't think they're out of the running, even if Memphis is able to beat Temple and take a six-point lead with two matches to go. Remember, the Bulls play at Memphis on Sunday night. They would have the head-to-head if they beat them, and then it would come down to the final night of the season next week. Bulls hosting Temple, which is 0-7 in the conference, and Memphis going to SMU. So, yeah, even if the worst thing happens tonight, Bulls lose and Memphis wins, I think the Bulls are still in it. However, if you want to give yourself a little bit more leeway, if the Bulls were to get a result tonight and say maybe Memphis falters against Temple, then you give yourself a chance to, for example, not need to beat Memphis next week. You can tie them. When I say next week against Sunday night, we can't forget that match. And then it comes down to the last night of the season. Maybe you're in a better spot. Either way, obviously, there'll be a lot on the line tonight. UCF comes in on a roll. They've won three in a row, including the first defeat of Tulsa, the only defeat of Tulsa, a win at SMU. And then on Friday, they beat Temple 3-0. Luca Dorado, one of the nation's leaders in goals, 11 of them. He scored his 11th. And Gino Vivi, who had gone eight games without a goal, but is outstanding. He had a nine-shot game recently where he didn't score, but he scored twice against Temple. And oh, by the way, he had eight shots against the Bulls in the spring in Orlando. But Kazuna Takase, the Bulls goalie, 11 saves, gave the Bulls their most recent win against the Knights. And again, the Bulls have been ravaged by players missing. And it looks like Josh Kamina, who took a second yellow card late against SMU in the 4-0 loss on Friday, will have to miss this game as a result. They've been without one of their leaders, Enrique Galina. They've had other guys perform well. But it's been tough to just keep sort of a cohesive unit together. And again, we'll have more on the Bulls tonight starting with our broadcast on Bulls Unlimited a little bit before 6 o'clock. That's for the scheduled kickoff. Should be nice weather tonight, which I'm looking forward to. Nice weather last night. Dropped by the football practice for my pregame interviews that you'll hear with Charlie Weiss and Glenn Spencer. Tomorrow morning, we'll give you a little bit of a teaser, a couple of things that stood out from the interviews. First of all, Coach Spencer saying that normally they don't look back at old tape, but he did it for motivational reasons because, frankly, the Bulls were not good against East Carolina last time out. And then a really funny one line by Charlie Weiss on his quote-unquote genius play calling against Temple. Uh, You'll enjoy both those little glimpses of the conversations that you'll hear in full on our pregame on Thursday night. And just a note on the pregame, going to be a little bit shorter than normal, long story short. 
uh, midweek game, weeknight game, there's less studio availability at our iHeart Studios. And essentially the ability for us in Tampa, us being myself, Jim Lighthall, Jay Retcher, we set up shop actually at USF for our part of the broadcast. Anytime it's on the road, of course, you have to have what they call in the business crosstalk to be able to hear each other unless the studio space that you have doesn't allow that. So the normal segments that we could do during the first hour of the pregame show, the hour that can only be heard on Bulls Unlimited, we can't do. So we're going to have to shorten it down, chop out some segments for this week. We'll still do an abbreviated version of Get Crazy where you won't hear Sam and Joey, but they'll text in their crazy predictions. Basically, we'll be on the air at 6 instead of 5.30. Thank you for understanding. Women's basketball, we said there was some good news involving one of the Bulls. Elena Chenecki has been named as one of the only 20 watch list candidates for the Ann Myers-Drysdale Award. It's given to the top shooting guard in Division I basketball. Of course, Chenecki, the top returning scorer for the Bulls, 13.5 points per game. That's going to be the thing. You're not going to have a Bull averaging 20 points. They're going to have so much scoring depth. So it's great to see someone who didn't have the eye-popping numbers, as it were, but obviously has eye-popping talent get recognized like that. Speaking of basketball, coming up next, Elisa Pinzon, Mihaila Lazic of the women's team, along with a newcomer on the men's side, Trey Moss. This is Bulls Beat. Stay tuned.